I'd like it, Gretry said. This is a bad business. We can't have these things. People can't live with this sort of thing. To drop out here and take a look at something to remember. I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to Gordon. Give me a ring tomorrow. Gretry hung up and wandered out of the drab, dirty lobby onto the blazing sidewalk. Dingy stores and parked cars. Few old men hunched over his on steps and sagging cane bottom chairs. He lit a cigarette and shakily examined his watch. It was almost three. He moved slowly toward the taxi stand. The town was dead, nothing stirred, only the motionless old men in their chairs and the out of town cars zipping along the highway. Dust and silence lay over everything. Age like a gray spider web covered all the houses and stores, no laughter, no sounds of any kind, no children playing games. A dirty blue taxicab pulled up silently beside him. Okay, mister, the driver said, a rat-faced man in his thirties, toothpick hanging between his crooked teeth. He kicked the bent door open. Here we go. How far is it? Gretry asked as he climbed in. Just outside town. Cab picked up speed and hurled noisily along, bouncing and bucking. You from the FBI? No. I thought from your suit and hat you was. The driver eyed him curiously. How do you hear about the crawlers? From the radiation lab. Yeah, it's that hot stuff they got there. The driver turned off the highway and onto a dirt side road. It's up here on the Higgins farm. Crazy damn things picked the bottom of old lady Higgins' place to build their houses. Houses? I've got some sort of city down under the ground. You'll see it. The entrances, at least. They work together, building and fussing. He twisted the cab off the dirt road between two huge cedars over a bumpy field, and finally brought it to rest at the edge of a rocky gully. And this is it. It was the first time Gretry had seen one alive. He got out of the cab awkwardly, his legs numb and unresponding. The things were moving slowly between the woods and the entrance tunnel as in the center of the clearing. They were bringing building material clay and weeds, smearing it with some kind of ooze and plastering it in rough forms which were carefully carried beneath the ground. The crawlers were two or three feet long. Some were older than others, darker and heavier. All of them moved with agonizing slowness, a silent flowing motion across the sun-baked ground. They were soft, shellless, and looked harmless. Again he was fascinated and hypnotized by their faces, the weird parody of human faces, wizened little baby features, tiny shoe-button eyes, slit of a mouth, twisted ears, and a few wisps of damp hair. What should have been arms were elongated pseudopods that grew and receded like soft dough. The crawlers seemed incredibly flexible. They extended themselves, then snapped their bodies back, as their feelers made contact with obstructions. They paid no attention to the two men. They didn't even seem to be aware of them. "'How dangerous are they?' Gretry asked finally. "'Well, they have some sort of stinger. They stung a dog, I know. Stung him pretty hard. 
He swelled up and his tongue turned black. He had fits and got hard. He died. The driver added half apologetically, he was nosing around, interrupting their building. They work all the time. Keep busy. Is this most of them? I guess so. They sort of congregate here. I see them crawling this way. The driver gestured. See? They're born in different places. One or two at each farmhouse near the radiation lab. Which way is Mrs. Higgins' farmhouse? Rectory asked. Up there. See it? Through the trees? You want to? I'll be right back, Rectory said, and started abruptly off. Wait here. The old woman was watering the dark red geraniums that grew around her front porch when Gretry approached. She looked up quickly, her ancient wrinkled face shrewd and suspicious.